From Connects Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. Atlanta is full of so many amazing creatives, and as the city continues to evolve, more people flock here in hopes of fulfilling their dreams. As we've seen this year, community and the ability to connect with others is vital to us as human beings. Our guest today is Bhargava Chilaveru, founder of 404. 404's mission is to empower artists through community engagement, partnership, and entrepreneurship. Stay tuned as we chat about the future of 404 post-pandemic, chill studios, and more. Well, welcome back into the Atlanta Born and Brand Studios, and we are privileged today to have my friend Bargava Chilaveru here on the show. And Bargava, we've kind of walked this parallel path for the last few years yeah. here in the in the startup world in Atlanta. So it's great to finally have you on the show to uh, sort of commiserate. I, thank you. No, thank you for having me. This yes. is awesome. I've, I've seen you guys grow, and this is I'm I'm really excited to be here. Well, likewise, man. Likewise, it's great to have you. And we're both sitting here in our you know somewhat hometown of Lilburn, Georgia, yeah, which yeah. is quite the uh, quite the thing, fellow Lilburners. Yeah, Lober, uh, Loberners. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Bargava, you've been working on sort of a number of things over the last few years, yep. and um, your heart for the the city is super admirable, which I uh, which I appreciate, um, <laughs> as it's you know something I think we we share and and goals that we both want to see move forward. Yeah. Um, t- let's talk first about four hundred four. Yeah. And the vision for that, and when that sort of came to you, yeah. uh, and and what that means to you personally. Yeah. Uh, you know it's. 404 is like it's a it's an interesting thing because like it came out of uh, and I almost feel like it's a need for the city the city really um, advertising marketing um, like the areas of entertainment that are more small scale mm-hmm. just need a community uh, sure. like they, they there needs to be a place where folks can really utilize resources that are at hand of a lot of these agencies and be able to uh, just learn from that, right? And I think that was where my passion for that organization kind of came about. Yeah. Uh, it was really an offshoot of our uh, main uh, agency, which is Chillin Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really created it as somewhat of a paid forward kind yeah. of a uh, thing. So we really wanted to create something where we can collaborate with local artists, provide them with sure. resources that we had, and connect them with other um, community members, other creators that can they can collaborate with or help them succeed in their goals. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, so uh, right now, our goal is still to um, elevate the the space uh, of like the, it, it, whatever you want to call it. If it's content creation, uh, just uh, social media marketing or advertising, whatever that may be, um, but in the form of helping local artists, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Yeah, and there's this there's concept we talk about a lot on the show of a rising tide lifts all boats, yeah, yeah. and 404 is is that in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's about the exposure, uh, it's about the community. You know, using each other 
um, to kind of iron sharpens iron type of a type of a situation, yeah. which I love. Um, tell folks practically when uh, that don't know about 404, what the experience of, of interacting with that brand is like, what the platform looks like in, in the community. Yeah, um, you know, like it's it's been really hard this last year uh, because like we've kind of had to pivot from the in-person, uh, you know, experience that we were driving sure. for all this time. So last year was really tough, but you know, what we're planning on doing and what we have been doing for the last few years is to really create a community and uh, an environment for local creators to thrive. Uh, the way, like if you are just a person that just enjoys art and um, wants to support local art, uh, you can go to 404.co and really it's just a shop for you. Like you yeah. really are able to just support folks uh, and then you'll also be able to see all the different events that we do, which are primarily geared towards content creators or anybody mm. that's interested in uh, any sort of a creative activity. Uh, so we do meetups that are like photo walks. Uh, yeah. We do some that we call them like culture walks where we're like really partner with like a historian or somebody who's interested in history. They walk us through historical parts of the city, which I think is really cool. You get yeah. to capture that. Uh, and then we do like, <laughs> some uh, what we did photo battles recently basically mm. it's uh, almost like uh, America's Next Top Model but the focus is more on the photography and the sure. content creation uh, so it's like two stations where two f uh, photographers battle it out live in front of an audience and uh, <laughs> the audience gets to vote so yeah. you know uh, that these are like we hope to just kind of keep going and create yeah. you know create these experiences that just don't exist yet and it's something that you know not even just it doesn't exist in any city, not just our sure. city. So I think that's something that I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, from both ways. If you're just a consumer, you can just go and buy art and uh, anything that's a local art collaboration. We split our uh, profits 50-50 with the artist, mm. uh, and they don't have to do anything upfront to make the collaboration happen. So that's something that we're proud of. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, that's great. Talk about that uh, that community piece and how that looked for you before before pandemic obviously i would you know keep track of the meetups you guys would have yeah. and i know you started to see you know new new faces but you also saw the same folks over and over again that really started to embrace that community what was what was that like for you to see yeah it's I mean, it's a uh, it's surprising and it's also just so satisfying to see that like there's the same people that show mm. up like consistently and like want you know want to participate want, uh, and they thrive in it. I almost see like whenever folks come to the meetups, uh, they take all this energy that they you know kind of get from sure. everybody else and sure. take it into either their art, their content, whatever they're working on. I think uh, that's something that's really exciting to me. Um, I you know I really thrive in these environments because like the you know the older I've gotten and like uh, we just talked about us having a kid like for the last three years having yeah. our baby like the only uh, uh, chances have gotten to be able to create for myself have been like during these meetups hmm. and I think um, and, and a lot of folks especially you know like you know in in times like this which is where like we think you know we could really utilize this like which we sure. haven't been able to but like I think there's a lot of folks that are introverted like that are that have a hard time already going out hmm. and there's a lot of folks that I see like that at the meetups which makes me really happy because yeah. that's who I was when I was younger when I was a middle schooler down the street yeah. uh, guy, yeah. I I didn't have an opportunity because nothing like that existed and sure. like and I think it brings out a lot of introverts or a lot of folks that are maybe not introverted but just don't have the opportunity to get out and do stuff right. like that. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's this icebreaker of 
the online community um, that that we didn't necessarily have growing up that people are comfortable and have seen other people's work. They know that uh, you share similar interests because of the things that, you know, you've seen on each other's Instagram profiles. So there's this instant connection that we would have never have known, you know, walking past each other in the the hallway at Lilburn Middle School. (laughs) But now there's this just you know, automatic trust and, uh, you know, sort of respect that, um, is sort of shared in this community. And, you know, we're to kind of take, you're taking the best of both worlds because you have this online community that creates that credibility and that trust up front, but then you're providing an opportunity that most online communities don't have to get together face to face and in, enjoy community, like, like it's been originally meant to be enjoyed, you know, face to face in the same yeah, room yeah, yeah. with one another. So yeah. it's this cool divergence of those two things. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to just like start having events again. Sure. That's, it's just sure. uh, you know, for the sake of everybody's safety, we just tried to like we did a couple of outdoor meetups, but it's just you know trying to get it back. You know, yeah. we we're really excited to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think I, everyone shares your your sentiment <laughs> yeah, yeah. there. But well, Bargava, take me back to um, early on. Yeah. I guess you know maybe you know, pre, uh, pre finishing up school. Um, did you always know that there was this creative inside of you that wanted to do something, you know, in that space or were you focused on something else and kind of stumbled upon photography or art or whatever it was that you stumbled upon? How did you, how did you go? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like, you know, 404 is like a very, like, it's a, maybe let's say 10% of my life. Like mm. my, you know, I would say 50% of my life is dedicated to Chill & Co, which is our uh, advertising yep. agency. Yep. And then another is like our studio, which is called Chill Studios. Sure. Um, and both of those, like, you know, I, I do think there was a little part of me that really wanted to do this growing up. Mm. Like uh, from the beginning, I was really lucky to have my dad when I was growing up in India, like uh, have his own ad agency. Oh, he was wow. a very creative minded person. I think like even my mom encouraged like me to be creative. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think there was also this hesitancy of like going into that world, uh, especially after moving here, because he had to switch careers and had mm. to do something in IT. And in their mind, I think that's all like that's how they saw that I had to kind of to do wow. to survive as yeah. well. Uh, they, you know, they thought that I had to be a programmer and this and that. So um, they really pushed me to, you know, go into computer science and do all that, which I'm really grateful for because like I have a, a whole set of knowledge that I really sure. still use in my, uh, in our, set, yeah. in our creative agency to today. So I'm really grateful for that. But at the same time, like, you know, I, it, I, I think that took a backseat once I started pursuing those things. Mm-hmm. And I think right out of college, you know, I, Actually, I ended up switching my major in college without my parents knowing to marketing, <laughs> uh, and I ended up getting a job, which was like a mixture of both. It was a, I was an e-commerce manager, but okay. I was also doing all the creative. So I was, uh, you know, designing the website, but I was also doing all the backend work, sure. and um, so it really helped me fine tune both sides of my brain, yeah. uh, and that yeah. really helped out. But you know, what like, was your major before you switched? <laughs> it was computer science. Computer and I wasn't not doing that great, uh, and you know, like. I think, you know, I had to take calculus like as one of the first oh, classes and I just, oh, you know, miserable. I don't think that was, you know, just not in my, my brain just couldn't handle it. Sure. So I wasn't, you know, doing great. So I knew I had to make that change. And I think some part of me knew like my parents wouldn't necessarily accept or whatever it may be, but I'm grateful that it was the case. I, you know, honestly, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Hmm. I probably should have just gone to a different school, done a different thing, but would it have put me where I am today, you know, like everything's kind of like hindsight's always 2020. So, um, but yeah, after, after a couple of jobs, I think I just, um, 
one thing that kind of was working against me is like because I didn't have that start and like, you know, start in this world, especially in like the world of advertising or content or whatever it is, uh, creativity, you really need to have like an early start. And I didn't yeah. have that. I didn't have like an internship at an agency sure. or, um, and th at that time, I think there was only like a handful of agencies in town that anybody <laughs> really knew about. <laughs> and I applied to all of them and yeah. like, I got rejected from all of them because again, I didn't, my name was Bargava Chilavera, first of yeah. all. Like, if they had to pick up a call and, like, pronounce my name, that probably <laughs> wouldn't have been the first hindrance. Uh, second, like, I just didn't have a great portfolio. And, like, now, in mm -hmm. hindsight, I kind of realized that because I just worked for one or two companies. And, like, sure. I didn't really have, like, this. Um, so after that, I just realized I kind of had to do this on my own. And uh, yeah. um, I partnered with my wife, Anu, who is incredible at like helping me with the operations and uh, doing uh, all the back work. So yes. I get to focus on the creative and the, the engine vision. behind the company. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yes. that's right. Um, and yeah, like I owe a lot to her as far as like keeping everything organized and like I was actually monetizing my, a lot of mm -hmm. my skill sets. So I think that partnership really helped us figure out that we can make money doing like sure. a lot of these things. But honestly, for the first four years, it just really felt like we were just going through like an MBA. Like we were just mm. really learning the business. <laughs> I think the last four years is really yeah. when we, this was a real business and we actually were able to do a bunch of stuff. So you've been at it about eight years at this point? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> you know, like we're actually coming up on our uh, eight, year eight year anniversary on mm. April 1st. Uh, gotcha. Uh, on yeah. April Fool's Day. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, like I said though, honestly, like I think the first four years was really us learning about business and like sure. really figuring this out and sure. um i think we were just really um brave is one word like maybe uh, a little uh, sure. uh what do you call it naive maybe? Na yeah naive. Yeah. let's say let's yeah. use that no, word right I'm, I'm i think i think yeah. a little naive and thinking like we can make this happen we can do this ourselves sure. and i think um you know we got to atlanta to try to do this and you know it was it was interesting and we just learned a lot uh, hmm. through that experience well i'm glad you said that though because i think you know, if you're not a little bit naive, it's hard to make the jump. Yeah. If you feel <laughs> yes. like you know all the pros and cons, <laughs> yeah, yeah. typically the, the cons and the risk are going to outweigh the benefit in your brain. Yeah. But um, we had, I had a similar story, worked in, you know, corporate video production for almost 10 years. Yeah. And so I didn't have the agency contacts. Yeah. I didn't have the yeah. film industry contacts. You know, I didn't have yeah. those people that when... I left that job, I could just say, hey, just, you know, come and hire me freelance. It yeah. was really like start from scratch. Yeah, yeah. So to really have to build something and think to yourself, okay, like how do I, one, you know, a lot of people say fake it till, till you make it, yeah. but at the same time, it's how do I gain the experience I need? How do I start to make these connections that I'm lacking? Yeah. How do I produce work that I can show people that is an example of the type of work that I want to do? Yeah. So I'm sure you guys went through all of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, like, in, again, in hindsight, there's like probably a formula that we sure. can do, but I think everybody's story is so unique. Uh, mm -hmm. Whenever somebody comes up to me and starts talking to me about this, like it's, it's, you can tell if somebody's about to make that jump or it's mm. going to take them a while yeah. to do it. Uh, yeah. um, I do tell them like, you know, make sure you have at least like maybe six months of rent kind of saved up. <laughs> like, I think that's, you know, that's like probably. That would have been uh, a good tip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, I did about three months before I quit, but it, you mm. know, I, I think I had, uh, I'm exaggerating. I definitely had enough savings to know that I could, you know, survive before sure. I, I jumped. Sure. But that's what I tell everybody It's like, hey, Imagine that going into business for yourself is jumping off a cliff. Yeah. And the best thing you could do is try to pack a parachute, mm -hmm. right? And then just make sure that parachute can like 
make sure like, you're not going to crash. Yeah. Because that's going to be the worst case scenario. Um, and I think you're totally right about it. like you unless you're just a little bit naive or a little bit like brash, maybe, sure. you know, like it is kind of tough to be an entrepreneur because it is a very tough life. It is yeah. not easy. And a lot of things you're going to assume are not going to pan out. Like you're going right. to think, oh, these guys are going to work with me. These are like or whatever is in your head sure. might not necessarily always pan out. Um, and I think another thing you hit one was super important, which I don't think we realize until later, which is a network. Mm. I think a lot of folks, you know, that are successful may have a network when they first start out or sure. like when they split off. Um, we didn't have that because we, you know, we were very new to, we lived majority of our life in Gwinnett or, you know, in a certain area and yeah. all our connections are there. And then, you know, through whatever industry you're in, like you're a very industry specific connections. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a lot, that's, that's something big that like a lot of people don't realize, even about going to college. So whenever somebody talks to me about going to college, I say, don't go for the education, go for the, your potential of building yes. a network. Because Preach. if you're, if you're really, <laughs> you know, if you're really a good student, you can learn anywhere. Mm. You can learn anywhere. You can yeah. learn on YouTube. Right. So. Right. And we're learning that over the last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's becoming increasingly yeah. more clear. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I really think like, you know, higher education will have to adapt to that. Pivot. Yeah. They hundred yes. percent have to adapt yes. to that because like they'll have to realize that this is a thing. And, but sure. I think that network though, that is something that you're not going to be able to get off online. Of course. Yeah. Yes. It's valuable. Um, you know, Catherine, our producer and I talk about mm -hmm. it all the time about college, great experience in a lot of ways, as far as the educational sitting in the classroom, yeah. Um, it's very hard for those universities to sort of stay current in what they're teaching you. Um, and so you're always going to be, I feel like five to 10 years sort of behind, you know, cutting edge technologies, practices, um, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. from a creative point, you know, stylistically, you know, because the, the university systems have to learn those things because yeah. they're not yeah. out there in the real world. They're kind of in this university bubble. So don't. I'm very thankful for my university time. University <laughs> yeah, of South Carolina, don't listen to this and uh, think I'm trying to dog you. But, hey, uh, there's actually a yeah. lot of things that I think universities are great. Like I think, you know, there are certain things you just can't learn online, like sure. public speaking, for example, or communication, right? Yeah. Or uh, theory, like philosophy. Those are things that require debate and hmm. are things that require skill sets that are really yeah. in real life. And those are yeah. the ones that will lead you to more success. Because sure. you can be the best tech guy, you can be the best videographer, right. but unless you know how to talk to people or unless you know how to communicate your idea to somebody, yeah. you're not going to be successful. Yeah, there's definitely a relational element too of just you know living amongst people that aren't your family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's important. You need yeah. to learn how to do that. Absolutely. Um, especially for us married folks. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's important to learn how to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, learning how to physically go out and make a network, you know, being amongst people yeah. is, is not the same as creating a network. 100%. Um, you have to invest your time into other people in a way that it's a two-way street, 100%, right? It's yeah. not always, you know, we're learning after being uh, in the business now for a few years, and I'm sure you're experiencing a lot through 404 and through uh, Chilling Co. Folks that come to you and say, hey, share your experience with me. Yeah, um, yeah. And so you have to be willing to do that, yeah, you yeah. know, in order to, to get that back from the yeah. folks that you want. And from. shout out to Switch Yards or like, you know, places like yes. Switch Yards, right? Yes. Like uh, we were even at Alkaloid, which is on the belt line before then. And mm -hmm. we built a network through those, which, you know, we lacked in college. And I think that's something mm -hmm. that like, you know, uh, that's still paying off to this day. Like sure. we still have connections that we met through Switch Yards that, you know, we are able to work with. And like yes. they're good ambassadors yeah. for us and are good advocates within their own companies or to whoever needs our services. And I think that's Absolutely. like... Um, 
I'm sure you know that's similar to you like you met yeah, uh, you know yeah and I think that's the power of having like a network you know like I think for sure uh, yeah for sure and having you know that understanding in that network of um, you know, like we talked about the rising tide lifts all boats philosophy mm-hmm. of this place is specifically designed for folks to help each other yeah. uh, and yeah, to yeah. share experiences and to lean on one another in areas that maybe they're a little bit weaker. So yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. Um, so chilling co. Yeah. Um, I know that it's evolved yeah. over eight <laughs> years. I mean, I've seen it in my own eyes over the last uh, four years or so since we first met, Yeah. but Talk to me about the beginning stages of that for you and Anu and, and yeah. what sort of your, you know, initial plan when you went into that. What were Where were you trying to go with, with Chill & Co. right off the bat? Yeah, you know, like when we first started, I think, you know, we had a few clients that we were servicing and mm-hmm. it was like a full on, we were their marketing team. Mm-hmm. And um, in some ways, it's still the same kind of mm-hmm. concept, um, except like the services that we offer and what we specialize in has like really evolved over time. Sure. And I think we've fine-tuned what that is. Um, when we first started, we were just called we were called Chill Creative, and like mm-hmm. I think over time, people just assumed it was me. So I really wanted to come up with a name <laughs> where like it included, hey, it's me, which is Chill and her company, like yeah. which is actually the pivot that we made I think four years ago, where we started really hiring more full-time employees, mm-hmm. uh, which really made such a tremendous difference. And I think that's really the evolution that I've seen over time. Is when we were first like kind of beginning this, I think uh, uh, in the beginning phases, it was very much like. It was me and like whatever consultants I could hire yeah. uh, to yeah. help me. Uh, so there were a lot of freelancers along the way that we worked with, sure. but our who we were and the voice was a little missing because we were working with so many different people. Right. Um, I think once we started having like an in-house project manager and in-house, um, you know, designers and you know, folks that are you know, in-house photographer and videographer, yeah. we were able to establish a voice for who we are, and sure. folks are able to come to us based on that versus like coming to us and say, "Hey, can you create this?" Because right. we can, but are we the best fit for that, or are mm. we, you know, like, uh, are we the right agency to help you through this process? Now, nowadays, I think it's evolved to where like we specialize in a few things, and I think people are coming to us for those things, and I think we're really happy to work on that because we we are really comfortable and we know what we're doing, and we're experts in those fields. That's a good word because I think you know, as creatives starting out in your own agency or in your own uh, production company, you do think about a lot. Okay, how do you know? What are all the people that I contact? Mm-hmm. But as you talked about, it's so important to create that voice and create that wheelhouse for yourself of yeah. things that you do really well and to have the process start to work the other way where people see that work and they say, I want that. Yeah. And, yeah. and they know you're the best at doing that. Yeah. So they come to come to you for that. I also think, you know, hiring full-time employees outside of, um, you know, your your family as an entrepreneur yeah. is super scary. It it yeah. It's, you know, it's terrifying, to be honest with you, because <laughs> all of a sudden you're responsible for another human being oh, and their man, income and the, the support of their yeah. family. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. But there's an element of, uh, you know, it's the famous line from um, the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's if you invest in that, and you make the right decisions in, in picking those people that fit into your culture, that fit into that um, sort of look and feel that yeah. you're trying to create yeah. of, of what you do, the rewards can be tenfold yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways. And I'm sure you guys have experienced that with, yeah. with Chill & Co. 100%. Yeah. Like I think, you know, um, 
there's, you know, I had all these abilities. I think mm-hmm. I pinpointed the best practices in each of those and, you know, tried to help our team kind of take the best of that, but yeah. also bring their expertise to the mm-hmm. table. And I think a mixture of both of those things are, you know, were sure. so helpful to the company. Um, but I think you're right. Like, it's just like how much you invest in people is what you kind of you know, get yeah. back. It is, I think you're so right. I think for, that's why for you know, such a long time in our, in our early parts of the company, we were like kind of hesitant to take folks sure. on on a full-time basis. We started as like, you know, full-time contractors uh, after a while. And then now we're taking on full-time employees with like, you know, and that's, it is really scary because it is a, you know, when you actually look at the numbers and, you know, you go from being a freelancer <laughs> to looking at those numbers, it is, it is definitely like yeah. baffling. Oh man, really? We need to make this much to be able to pay this much. And, sure. you know, those kind of things, I think, over time, we're learning um, to get better with and just understanding right. those, but also hiring others to help us with that process because you can only be so good at so many things. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think like, you know, the, uh, uh, over time, I think I've, you know, gone from being a leader to a leader of leaders, hopefully. Like, mm. and I think that's going to continue where, yeah, you know, it's word. like as you scale your operation, you're able, you have to be able to kind of delegate a little bit better. Sure. I still have a really tough time doing that because like I just like sure. I have some word of a perfectionist kind of, you know, uh, mentality, but it makes it really hard to let go. But, this, you know, once you start trusting people, you are able to do that. And I mm. think there's a lot of trust and transparency um, that's within our company and we're able to, we, we really believe like we're, you know, our, our growth is really fast, but mm-hmm. the way we grow our team is really slow. Like we're making sure things sure. are like deliberate. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, we want to make sure that everybody's like very understanding of our culture and like our philosophy on how we deal with our clients, yeah. um, how we go about our projects. All those things are very much embedded before you like really jump into the things and do things. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, and you know, it's, it's building blocks, right? And it's, you know, the first the first hires are super important. Yeah. Uh, and as a small business, when you're hiring, you know, I always like to think of it, okay, if I'm hiring this person, I need to be confident that they could they could be a vice president of a silo of this company, yep. of a certain aspect of what we're doing. Yep. If um, you know, there's gonna be there's gonna become a point in your company where you're hiring redundancies just to get certain things yeah, done. Yeah. You have a volume of things and you need to get them done. But early on, you're not hiring duplicates. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. hiring people that can enhance what you 100%. do and fit yeah. into the voice like you were talking about, but add an element that you don't have yet. 100%. So, no, super important. I love how you put that. Um, okay, talk to me about your bread and butter. Yeah. Um, you guys work, um, you know, like us with a lot of, you know, small to medium-sized businesses, startups, yep. um, nonprofits yep. in the city. When they come to you, um, you know, we've already talked about how voice in, in not only the creative space, but yep. in, in business and brand in general is super important. Yep. What else are are you emphasizing to your clients um, on how they can truly build an effective brand? Yeah, I mean, you know, our focus for the last few years has been to help companies find like an authentic voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, you know, we try to do that in all forms, in the form of, you know, video production, photography, and also yeah. through design. You know, folks don't really think of that as part of design process, but we, we really do. We really want things yeah. to be authentic. And um, and even the way we go about design is actually very multidimensional. Like folks think of design as sometimes purely illustrative or this or that, but really mm-hmm. we combine our photography and video and design to really work together in everything sure. that we do. Um, yeah. So for big corporate, I mean, honestly, we work in um, 
multiple ways. One is just through like a retainer, like where we are that your team, like, you know, yeah. we have a certain scope of services. Like we are either your team that manages your social media services. We are the team that manages your whole brand, which is your website, your social media, and whatever sure. you need, we can do that on like a retainer basis. Uh, but we also, uh, especially with like, uh, bigger and bigger companies, we work on project basis where either we're creating specific assets for them or we're, you know, doing a, a, a brand video or a campaign video, mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, and for small businesses, like we're really, you know, we try to partner with them more than anything because like, sure. uh, again, our mentality, even through like what's evident through 404 is like, we really like giving back. So for us, like super small businesses and startups, we're transitioning from really just like charging them uh, you know, what we would charge them for the bigger corporations versus mm -hmm. like trying to figure out how we can be as effective as possible with the budget they have at hand sure. and really helping coach through some of that. Because yeah. we actually, if you're a small business or a startup, you really don't need an agency to be doing some of those things. You really need to be scrappy and you need to be doing those things yourself. Yeah, learning them, learning them and, and learning how to execute yourself for and, sure. And paying somebody to teach you how to do that is actually very valuable. Mm. So that one-time investment or like that subscription that you can get through us or through other great companies in town or mm. online, like that's actually going to be very valuable. And we realize who, who's really a good client, who's really like, you know, a good fit for us and yeah. we can maintain and, um, be successful, right? Like sure. I think we want you to be successful so you can hire us. Really? Um, we've supported artists in the in the past that have come back and hired us, like which is mm. awesome to see. Yeah. We've seen small businesses grow and they've continued to keep us on, which is awesome to see. And we've seen big companies that, you know, um, folks from big companies go to other big companies and bring us on board. So yeah. it's always really good to see that we have these ambassadors because of the way we work in our philosophy. Sure, and, and people see right through the um, you know, the types of folks that will do a project for you to get the invoice paid and yeah, then move yeah, yeah. on. So, yeah, that's never our goal. You know, like no. I think that's, yeah. uh, and that's honestly been the reason why we've been in business and we never really market everything's like sure. just coming in uh, because we want to make sure that we give you a good product before you leave. Right. Yeah. You know, 10 happy clients is a lot better than 25 unhappy clients. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. Just the math doesn't work, quite <laughs> yeah. work there when you, yeah. when you start having one-time clients that never come back. Yeah, but yeah. Well, Bargava, this is uh, this has been great, man. It's great to catch up with you. One, I'm I want to finish with you know a question we ask a lot of folks on where are you headed? Yeah. Um, you know, when you think about <laughs> five, ten years down the line, yeah. I know us as entrepreneurs are constantly dreaming about <laughs> yeah. what the next stage is. Yeah. What do you think that is for you, for Chill and Co, for uh, for 404, for Chill Studios, which we haven't yeah. talked about yet? Uh, what's no the next worries. step? Um, Chill Studios is probably the easiest actually to start mm -hmm. with, even though we haven't talked about it. So Chill Studios is like a resource for uh, content creators and just agencies and whoever needs a space to create uh, sure. but don't have the resources to. So we have uh, we're actually expanding in this uh, um, fall, uh, well, not fall, so in the summer uh, to just more spaces, and nice. we're able to build out smaller studios for content creators to just come in and use. Um, mm -hmm. And I think you know that's something that we're really excited about, uh, yeah. just because like it's something that we didn't have to go to uh, when. Right. Right. when we were coming right. up in Atlanta, uh, just a space to be able to just, um, which is affordable, has the resources you need at hand, uh, and just create content, which is mm. content, you know, is necessary for so many people now. Yeah. So uh, we're just creating an environment, more and more environments for folks to be able to do that. We're located at the Met, which is in uh, only like a, a mile from the uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So it's in a convenient location, so we're really excited about that. Yeah. Um, for... Uh, our agency, I, you know, I would really like us to, 
you know, it's so interesting. Like, I don't see us getting to be like a mega big, like hmm. from a staff standpoint. I would really like to keep the staff somewhat smaller sure. and become more and more specialized in what we do and really, you know, work with bigger clients, I think. Like, yeah. that's that's my goal. Like, I would like yeah. to have a Fortune 100 company under my belt um, or like the top, you know, one of the top companies in the world under my belt yeah. uh, in the next five years. Um, and hopefully either produce like an ad or a film that like that really makes a big mm-hmm. impact or run some incredible social media campaigns that, you know, sure. are going to be uh, successful. So that's that's my goal. I would also love to, you know, help like a nonprofit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, have like a mega successful fundraising campaign or something sure. like that. Um, and for 404, like. It's been on pause for us um, sure. just through, you know, code. So yeah. I'm really excited to just get it started again. And I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. To, I think one thing I'm really excited about is we've learned so much, especially even through the pandemic, that right. I think like we're going to be able to for the next round of the collective that's going to help us uh, with the brand. We're really going to be a lot more selective and like a lot mm-hmm. more deliberate and who we're bringing in. And I think that's going to really help us like, um, yeah. you know, um, and we're planning on having a physical space, which is going to be really exciting. Like a physical space for people to be able to display their work and come and wow. collaborate, which is, you know, yeah. I'm I'm really, really excited about. I'm hoping that's something that, you know, again, comes true sometime this yeah. year. That's amazing, man. No, great goals. And I love what you said about, you know, the goal is not to hire as many people and become as big as possible because uh you do lose impact in a certain way yeah when, when yeah. you're focused on that so it's uh it's amazing to hear you talk about that you uh the the fortune 100s is coming soon my yeah, friend. i, I so. can feel <laughs> it it's coming soon i hope so well thanks so much for your time today yeah, absolutely appreciate it i want you Thank to, you to leave the folks with where they can learn more about 404 and chill and co yeah, uh, uh, I am b.chil on Instagram. Uh, that is the easiest place to find me. And then uh, Chill and Co is chil.co on Instagram. It's a C- <laughs> Chill ATL, uh, uh, the website, and uh, chillatl.com. And then uh, Chill Studios is chil studios. And then uh, 404 is f o u r o f o u r .co. That's the domain and the uh, Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. That's always tough to go through all. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, hey, a wealth of information. So study up if you're listening at home and, and, uh, you know, dive into what, to what they've got going on over there. Thanks my friend. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Follow Bargava and the team on Instagram at b.chill or at 404.co. Atlanta Born and Brand is a production of Connects Media. We're a full-service digital media company focused on helping small businesses tell their story in the most effective way they can. If you'd like to tell the story of your business, we would love to help. You can find us at connectstatl.com. Make sure to subscribe to Atlanta Born and Brand and Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're at ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter, and you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see y'all soon.